Once a year, the culture stops, pauses, takes a break, and hears and listens to the story that is before us. We now hear this story in the church we call home. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we gather in this place and begin this holiest day's of the year, we ask that you will be with us in this unusual Christmas. Draw us closer to those who are able to be with us and keep in our minds and hearts those who are separated from us. May the words of this sermon and the words of the prayers and the music in which this sermon is embedded and by which it is surrounded be a part of what makes this day a day of healing in that it points to your hope and the hope you give us for all of creation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 
Two days ago, I had a text exchange with a childhood friend who lives in this neighborhood, but whom in the business of adult life I've only seen a dozen or so times since I have moved here. As the years have passed, a health issue has arisen in her family that led her and her husband to leave the Washington area when COVID hit and spend time with family in a more secluded environment. When I texted her two days ago, I asked how they were doing and if they had come back to Alexandria, and she said, no, we have stayed here with our family the whole time. We thought it was only going to be for two weeks, but it's lasted a bit longer. I texted back, I had hopes that when we shut the church down, it would only be for two weeks as well. And then I added, whenever you are able to come home, you are not going to believe how big the fire station is next door. During this COVID sequestration, my wife Maggie and I have been walking the neighborhood much more frequently. We've lived, we've lived in our home down the street for nine years, and I've worked in this neighborhood for 16 years. But sometimes you have to walk a neighborhood to know its nuances, additions on homes, landscaping styles, brickwork on walks and patios, plus the inevitable flags of favorite colleges unfurled on game day revealing the school's from which the occupants have graduated. We've also noticed that empty nesters have been occupying their time and cash saved from not commuting or traveling to do renovations on their homes. Among homes in which children live, fences are going up in front yards to allow more space for play. Trampolines and bouncy houses appear every block or so. Bigger-than-life, inflated, well-lit characters from Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas blow in the breeze, vibrate on cue, even appear ready to speak or call out when one is walking down the street. When COVID began, one young father in the neighborhood took to building a treehouse in a giant old oak in the yard. That treehouse is about to celebrate its first birthday. When you walk a neighborhood, you notice its details. In Luke's story of the birth of Christ, details lodge themselves in our memory and language. Some of the details mark time. There went out a decree from Caesar Augustus when Serenius was governor of Syria. Some mark place, went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. And some details mark the actual birth of the Messiah, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Such details give the story a richness and texture. They bring us into the coldness of night under the brightness of stars. We can certainly separate the story 
from the mood these details create. We can hardly separate the story from the mood these details create. And it is the mood to which we look forward every year, a mood which brings out the poignancy, the hope, even the bittersweet memories from Christmas's past. A detail that began calling out to me about a month ago in this oddest and in many ways heaviest of Christmases is the statement, all went to their own homes to be registered. In a time of national significance, the government of the dominant Roman Empire orders all its residents Roman citizens and Jews living in Rome and subject to the empire's decrees to travel to the homes in which they live to be counted in a census so that the empire can determine the amount of taxes to levy to keep its roads open, its armies strong, and its emperors wealthy. Living under Roman rule, but not necessarily approving of it, most complied, even if just going along to get along. Jew and Roman alike went to their own homes to be registered. Moving from an event of national significant significance to an event within one family. Luke then adds, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And in this one family, traveling home to be counted in a census instituted by an occupying power, the most significant and intimate of all family events occurs. And so it was, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. This is Luke's way of presenting poignantly and poetically how it was that Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, came to be born in Bethlehem even though he was reared in Nazareth. And how, though he was conceived by the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary, he was also of Davidic origin through the line of his earthly father, Joseph, all the way back to David the king. In a time of national edict, not unlike a mobilization for a vaccine, Joseph took his family home where his wife gave birth to the Savior of the world. This detail, all went to their homes, leads me to say two things about this COVID Christmas. The first is this. Home is nearly always the place to which we are drawn for matters of significance. When there is an infant to be born, 
a crisis to be faced, a major medical treatment to undertake, a final breath to witness or take, nearly all of us are drawn to home. Home is the place to which we travel when we first fall in love, that the one we love may know us better through knowing the place from which we come. And if, as is often the case, we find ourselves among the many who walk the streets of the city in which we were born and now recognize no one and are recognized by no one, if we are among those who do not have people in our family to whom we are drawn for big decisions, then we turn to those places and people and communities who have become home for us, who have become family, who have become the places in which we are known and loved by people whom we have come to know and love. Often this is a congregation, a church, whom we cannot help but refer to as family, our family, our church family. When important matters lie at hand, it is home to which we journey. Wherever home is, and whoever constitutes the family that gathers there. Secondly, the details with which Luke describes Joseph's journey to his home. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. These details serve as a reminder that as glorious, as spiritual, as salvific as the event to which Mary and Joseph traveled and in which they are direct participants, the birth of Jesus Christ, that birth is still rooted to earth. Originating in the, in the beyond, that birth occurs within history. At a particular place and time, among a particular people, in a land of particular rulers. An event of heavenly origin, it occurs on earth, it redeems the earth, it transforms the earth, it saves the earth, it in turn is welcomed on earth, glorified on earth, lived out on earth, sung to and about on earth by those who are drawn to it, who are touched by it, and who are moved to orient our lives toward it and from it. It is a heavenly event that shapes and molds who we are, how we live on earth, this earth that we call home. From time to time, I have to remind myself, and therefore I feel a need to remind you, that 2020, the year of COVID-19, is still the year of our Lord. It is still the year, and this is still the place in which we are drawn to and seek to follow the one wrapped in swaddling clothes, 
and lying in a manger. And I need not remind you of how hard it has been to navigate the many obstacles to that desire to follow this Savior this year. Earlier this fall, I heard a young philosopher say, in all cultures of human history, if you and I disagree, I can seek to coerce you. I can seek to kill you. I can withdraw from you. Or I can seek to persuade you. The attempt to persuade is called politics. And politics, he said, is what human societies do to bring about what they believe is right and good and just and humane. It is what they do to bring about peace. Throughout its long history, certain quarters of the Christian church, enamored of empire, have far too quickly embraced the war room, and other quarters repulsed by empire have withdrawn to the monastery. As honorable as this latter tradition is, both these traditions abandon the place of public debate, the place of persuasion. Whenever the church has used the tender glory of the birth of our Savior to the ends of coercion or to the ends of renunciation, the church has risked selling its very soul and it has turned aside from God's good intention for its role in all of creation. And the church has compromised that role. When the church stands before the manger in proper awe and wonder over the birth of Christ, it cannot help but seek to aid the bringing about of peace. Peace on earth. Peace among all the inhabitants of the earth. Peace based above all on persuasion. So in this town to which you have traveled, hopefully with safe practices, because it is home, in this town in which you have remained safely because it is home, or in the town to which you have traveled because it was once home and still feels like home, I hope the glory of this birth will renew within you not the instinct to kill or coerce, however buried and sublimated that instinct is, nor the instinct to withdraw, no matter how appealing that instinct feels at this time. But rather, I hope reliving this birth this year will restore within you the instinct to persuade 
Persuade those with whom you live. Persuade those with whom you work. Persuade those with whom you share a town, a state, a nation, a congregation, a family, a home. As your way of bearing witness to and joining the peace on earth that God intends and that in fact God brings with this birth. Please choose persuasion. Amen.